My name's Will DeFreeze, and this is the Sunday Scaries Podcast, your cure for the Sunday blues. This week, I've brought back a special guest. Some may know her for her charcuterie boards that she makes on airplanes. Others may know her for being a part of the mail-in podcast. And some of you may just hear me mention the words, my wife, more often than not. Welcome back to the podcast, Mrs. Sally DeFreeze. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Are you happy to be here? I am happy to be here. Today, we're here to talk one thing and one thing only. Well, kind of. New Year's Eve, New Year's, New Year's resolutions. All things New Year's. Okay. Do you like New Year's? Um, Out of all the holidays, that's probably one of my least favorite. And there's a couple of reasons why. Christmas is over. That's always kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. And in my old partying days, I would say like New Year's Eve always ends up being way overhyped. And then it tends to not meet its expectations. So that was this is actually my first question. And I think that if someone read this question without context, they would think I'm an idiot. Okay. But my first question is, is New Year's Eve as overrated as everyone makes it out to be? Because in my opinion, I do think that New Year's Eve is a lot of, uh, what can I say? Like, it's very showy and uh-huh. usually doesn't live up to people's expectations. But I think people have far too high of expectations even going into New Year's Eve at this point. I totally agree with you. I think you the er, your early 20s teach you to temper your expectations about New Year's Eve. Yeah. Right? Because the first few years, especially like your older years of college and then your, for, your first years post-grad, like are always at a hotel party or something and mm-hmm. you're so psyched up. You're single probably and you're like you have a sparkly dress you're gonna go to like a black tie party it's your really like one chance to get really glitzy for the year because you're probably not going to a ton of black tie weddings yet at like 23 and i mean a lot of people just don't go to a lot of black tie uh, right. weddings in general uh, well, Sally, so. okay but also and then you just end up getting obliterated and like tearing said dress ruining your tux and like probably not making out with the person that you thought you were going to. And then you always get like, you get like a, a flute of mums when they uh, yes when they when the ball drops and it's like half full, but you paid one hundred fifty dollars for your ticket to the event. Correct. So you're like you're really savoring it. Yeah, you're like it's a free champagne toast at midnight, you guys. That's basically paying for itself. And then uh, you're correct. You get like an Andre, flute of champagne. It's warm. And not bubbly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just been sitting there. They've they've poured those at like ten o'clock. <laughs> Correct. Do you have any New Year's tradition, New Year's Eve traditions that you do yourself or that you've done in the past? Uh, not really. One year you and I made lobster, which was really fun. Well, that's my New Year's Eve tradition, okay. which I don't do every year, and it's not something I've I've done a lot uh, since like my childhood. Right. But. It is something that my parents did every New Year's Eve and something that I enjoy doing. And so I always associate lobster with New Year's Eve for some reason. Right. And it is something that I probably will do now that I'm older and I'm not going out to those bars and I'm not doing those things. Okay. I don't know. I'm down for that tradition. I don't really have a ton of them. Like, I I honestly, I I actually do like New Year's Eve, even though I do think that it's one of those holidays that is uh, likely to let you down. But I like how up people get for it and how excited people get for it. I mean, people get hyped for it, and I I can get on board with that. Where do you stand on New Year's Eve weddings? I love them. I think I've said this before, probably not on this podcast, but we went to a New Year's Eve wedding 
probably two years ago. So fun. I think it's great. Your friend, you're already basically going to a party with your friends unless you really don't know anybody there. But for the most part, like the wedding we went to, it was people that we were probably going to be around on New Year's Eve anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, free open, you, you have an open bar built in because mm-hmm. it's a wedding. So you're not really paying for anything besides the gift and your outfit. And it's, it's it was such a fun event. I thought, I mean, personally, I don't know that I would ever have a New Year's Eve wedding, but I think that they're really fun, and I'm glad other people do it. Well, you are married, so I'd hope that you're not like planning another wedding at some point in your life. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be convenient. I never had been to a New Year's Eve wedding until we went to one two years ago, and I didn't know what to expect, but it ended up being the perfect way to spend a New Year's. It was really fun. I probably went harder as like in being in my 30s than I needed to because we were at a wedding. Uh-huh. Had we not had the wedding, I probably would have sat at home and not really done much. And so I did feel much worse on New Year's Day than I, mean, I than I would as like in the past few years. A wedding is a party, so it's a built-in easy. You are you have an obligation, so then when people invite you to other stuff, you're like, oh, I'm going to a wedding, and then you don't really have to pay for it. That's the best part of the whole thing. I mean, yeah, it's not. I mean, it's the not, people who throw one have to pay for it, obviously. Yeah, but that's on them. They're yeah. gonna have to do that anyway, so they might as well do it at a time when everyone's gonna go to a bar anyway. Although I will say this, for people ever considering having New Year's Eve weddings, I didn't know this until I talked to the bride of the wedding we went to, but they have to charge the staff or they have to pay the staff time and a half after midnight because it's a national holiday. Yeah, and they're probably working overtime. Right. So because a lot of weddings will shut down at like eleven, exactly. but you can't have a New Year's wedding and not have the ball drop. Exactly. So you you really the wedding has to go till like one, and you're paying all those people overtime and stuff. So it can get expensive. Yeah. You got to do the hard one o'clock cutoff. Yep. What's your idea of a perfect New Year's Eve? I think now in my 30s, I would say like a really fun dinner party with a small group of friends. Like, like eight to 12. Eight to 12 people. And this is like, this is where I've changed from 22 to almost 32. I think 22, I was like, I'm wearing a sparkly dress. I'm wearing heels. Mm-hmm. We're going out. All of our friends, we're going to like pregame at seven o'clock. So that by the time we get to the New Year's Eve party at 10, we're all like way drunk and we're going to have a blast. And now I think 10 years later, I would say I want to spend that time with people that I want to have like conversations with and not be screaming over a loud bar. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you can still make a dinner party really glitzy and glamorous if you want to. Like people can dress up. Yeah. You can have lobster or whatever you want. I mean, I think that's always a fun thing because if you're not going to like throw down $150 for a party, you could throw down $150 for dinner. I also don't hate the move of going to a steakhouse or something like that if if you want to do that. I'd like the let's bring it in in a, a fun way, maybe. Without being in a crowded bar. Exactly. What are you doing this New Year's Eve? I actually have no idea. I know. We haven't thought about it. We haven't planned anything. I, maybe we should make lobster. If there's one constant of me after the age of 21, it's that at like 5 o'clock on New Year's Eve, I still don't even know what I'm doing on New Year's Eve. See, I think post-college years, you always have like two friends who just round everyone up because they, they've they thought about this for like maybe three weeks in advance. Like mm-hmm. they think about it before Christmas. And they're like, okay, who's going to be in town? Let's like text all those people, make sure that everyone's going to the same thing. But – especially I will say with the pandemic, it's a little hard to like figure out where people are going to be and it's hard to meet up with people. So you and I will probably do something at home. I I think that's a fair, fair assumption. And I'm totally fine with that. 
Well, before we get into our next segment, let's hear from our sponsor this week, Lumen. Here's the cold, hard truth. Your skin has needs. If you want to look as good as possible for as long as possible, you need to address them now. We get it. You might not know where to start, but there's a company that's taken all the guesswork out of it for you, and that is Lumen. Lumen's on a mission to help give men the amazing skin they deserve through high-quality, expert-created products delivered right to your door. All their products are formulated specifically for men's skin and made to target skin issues with maximum efficacy using top-notch ingredients like charcoal, green tea extract, and vitamin C. It's not just about looking good. It's about feeling good, and you need good skin health, especially as you get older, to prevent long-term damage. Sally, I have started using Lumen, and you can, can you vouch for me? I've said this on a, on a read for them before. Before Lumen, I really didn't use any products on my face pretty much ever. It was actually concerning. Yeah. I was concerned about your skin care routine. Now I use the moisturizing balm pretty much every day, and I'm very, very pleased with it. So even if you have no idea where to begin like me, Lumen makes it easy to find the right skin management system for you. Choose from different skin concerns to address or just pick up a simple starter pack for free. You deserve to look and feel your best, and here's where you start. Go to lumenskin.com scaries to get a one-month free trial of everything you need to start your skin care journey at home. That's lumenskin.com slash scaries to get your first month free. Lumenskin.com slash scaries. All right, let's talk New Year's resolutions. Okay, you said that we were going to talk about this before, so uh-huh. I actually pulled up a list of the 10 most common New Year's resolutions. Okay, I, I, I know what those are. And I have pretty much made one, like probably at least nine or 10, I mean probably all 10 of these a thing. Do you like New Year's resolutions? Is it something that you abide by or is it something that you just kind of throw out into the world hoping that it works? I totally make them and I do not ever keep them. It's it's What's your problem? Big. I think I think the um optimism of making a New Year's resolution is really great. Like I'm going to change my life. I'm yeah. going to do this. Um but for me to change, I have had it's more been moments that have caused me to be like okay i need to do this i'm going to change my trajectory and not just like a new year you know starting it's like how people always start diets like on monday and then they quit it i think when you really want to actually start a diet or you're like concerned about your health you just have kind of an epiphany and you're like okay i'm doing this and it doesn't matter if it starts on a wednesday or friday some people's epiphanies happen when they're at their worst which is sometimes at the end of the holidays when you've been eating and drinking everything in sight i just haven't been there i mean i have been there i have always felt like wow i really need to get my act together after this december but I, I'll get about halfway into January and okay. lose steam. That's not bad. That's that's normal. That's pretty much what everyone What are the top to... 10? Okay. Exercise more. Duh. That, I mean, I've done, yeah. I've made that that's mine the number one, so many no times. No questions asked. Lose weight. Yes. Same thing. Get organized all the time. I say this all the time. I'm like, I'm going to be the most organized person. My closet is going to be, I think I'm going to go Marie Kondo everything. And I don't. Uh, learn a new skill or hobby. I think people do this all the time, and then they decide that they're going to watch eight hours of Real Housewives instead. So, at least I have. I'm not denying you. <laughs> okay, this one, I live life to the fullest. I don't think I've ever made that my resolution. I feel like anytime I'm like at a funeral or something like that is when I'm saying like, okay, we're going to live life to the fullest. Okay. The people that, anyone who makes the the New Year's resolution that they want to live their life to the fullest is someone wearing a sparkly dress on New Year's Eve who is crying when the ball drops and then is 
telling people that she wants to dance like no one's watching. I will say live life to the fullest is in the same vein as like, I am not going to text my ex anymore. Like to that, me, it's the kind of that's thing that's like, like I'm, I'm just gonna... not going to worry about like the minutia of like everyday life. Like I'm just done worrying about the drama. And I have I have made resolutions like that. Like I'm going to care about me and focus on me. It's too abstract. I'm going to love me first. You're right. It is too abstract. And I think that's the problem with New Year's resolutions in general. People say exercise more, but then they don't make a plan. Like it, it, you have to set like a. For me, at least, I have to set an attainable goal of like, okay, I'm going to do this many. I'm going to work out four times a week, you know, for this amount of time. Yeah. Uh, quit smoking. I have never smoked, so this I've never made this one, but I have done the like quit drinking, quit, you know, biting my nails, quit whatever. Yeah. Uh, save more money, spend less money. I think budgeting is always a um, – Popular one. And then the last one is spend more time with family and friends, which I think most people after the pandemic are going to be like, spend more time seeing other Doing people. Doing literally that. anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, Do you want to hear some New Year's resolutions from listeners? Yes. These are ones that they're not, I don't want to say they're necessarily the most unique ones, but they are ones that I, I enjoyed. No drinking on weeknights. I. You have done that one before. I've done this one before, and it actually was pretty easy, to be honest. Like, I mean, I think Friday counts as the weekend, and you don't drink on Sunday night. So it was pretty easy to to knock that one out. But it's also something that you don't realize that you're drinking that much on weeknights until you start doing this, and you're like, wow. But then the boredom kicks in, and you're like, you're sitting there for like five minutes, and you're like, why am I so bored right now? On a Tuesday. Oh, wait, because I I don't have a glass of wine in front of me doing absolutely nothing. Correct. Uh, Move to a new city and get my dream job. That's lofty, but I like it. More creativity in art, less screen staring. I know that you're a big proponent of the less screen time. Yeah. I, I I have tried in the past. I did it. Actually, that was one of my things this year, which I'll get to in a second. Um, that might be one of mine this year. I think it's good. Be a better father. What's somebody's? Okay. Lose the 10 pounds I gained in quarantine. Pretty easy. Stop spending money on eyelash extensions. Budgeting. Actually... I I accidentally had to do this, stop spending money on eyelash extensions one year. You and I were dating because all of mine had fallen out at that point, and I didn't have time to go get a refill before you and I went to Michigan for um, New Year's, mm-hmm. and then I just never got them again. So, You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, read a book a month. I like that one. That one seems doable. It seems ambitious, but also doable. But I don't know if in October you're thinking to yourself like, oh, man, I made this promise to myself on December 31st that I'd finish this book. I think I'd have to front load a bunch of books, like read like three in the first like month. No, because it's not read 12 in a year. It's read one per month. Whatever. Become a mo- become more financially literate. So again, more more just budgeting. And then stop stressing over how I'm not, quote, where I should be in life as I approach 26. See, this is a broad one. But this is one I'm a big proponent of. But I think that this just needs to be like a constant. Oh, I, I did miss one that I actually like the most. Okay. Not be too hungover on Sundays to wash my bed sheets. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. It's just like, hey, I got to keep some in the tank tonight, guys. I got to wash my sheets tomorrow. I know you and I talked about things. Have you – you have kept resolutions. I know we're going to talk about that in a second. But I think it is very easy, some of these like – Exercising more, losing weight, not drinking, easy to do in January because most people are also not doing those things. Yeah. So you and I have done a January Whole30. We'll talk about that in a sec. Okay. 
But I, I was going to say the caveat is that your birthday is on January 2nd. So we always have to start on the 3rd. Yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not happy about that, but it is what it is. I do feel bad for the January birthdays because I think the people who have birthdays in January, especially when you get older, are always like the people who are trying to get people to go out. And everyone's like, well, I'm doing sober January. And it's really hard to be like, does everyone want to go to like a fun dinner and drinks? And yeah. people are sticking to their resolutions. Did you make any resolutions in 2020? And did you keep them or did you not keep them? I truly don't think I made any resolutions in 2020. You want to talk about the resolutions I made in 2020? Well, let's talk. Do you want to grade me since you know the best? Okay. Yes. Okay. These were 10 of the 12 resolutions that I made. Okay. I've omitted two. Okay. I think I completed half of the two that I omitted, so one of the two. Okay. Um, but I'm not including them because they're, they're a little personal, okay. which I think is a good thing. But these are ones that I'm not ashamed of. Okay. The first was get a new car. You did that three weeks into the- I crushed that one. Yeah. Uh, get married without overstressing. Uh, you did a good job at that, I think. Yeah, but that was because you took all the uh, pressure off. Of I me. don't think that I did a good job at that. I was still stressed, though. But we probably were less stressed in that at the February wedding than we would have been at our original plan. Agree. So I would say uh, a B on that one. B, B minus. Okay, that's fair. You didn't fail, but we were, we were way less stressed than we would have been. True. We did make a, we made an alternate plan that helped us out a lot. Correct. So we're good. Eat less meat. Um, I don't think that you kept this one. I don't think I did either. I think I ate more meat. I know you made this because we were in Scotland with our friend who's a vegetarian mm -hmm. and you were trying to try out some vegetarianism. Um, I didn't want to go full veg, but I did want to at least see what it would be like to completely omit meat for an extended period of time. Part of this is my fault too, because I think I always have to have meat on my plate. I feel like it's an incomplete meal. Which is why I've always considered being vegetarian or something like that. And then been like, oh, what am I going to do for protein? And I, I absolutely know that that's a really invalid argument. So something that I need to do to educate myself. But it's hard for you to eat just vegetarian when I don't want to. Yeah. I did it for a week and you did not do it with me. Correct. Uh, I had established a workout routine. Uh, you did because we got a Peloton. Yeah. And you got really into the Peloton. I would say both of us have, have dropped off significantly in November and December. And if I'm going to make a resolution, it's that. Well, what's my grade on it then? I thought I did pretty damn well on this. I would say A minus. Okay. Yeah. Drink less beer and more cocktails. This is true for about half the year. Because I think in the past couple months, really November, December, as it's been getting colder, you like to have like a a really hoppy beer. I do. I do. Which I always, every time you're drinking one, I'm like, you're going to regret this because you get so nasally. I had sniffly. four hazy IPAs on uh, Saturday last weekend. and Correct. I woke up the next morning feeling like I got hit by a truck. And for me, I, I'm just not a huge beer drinker. I maybe drink one and then I'm like moving on to the next thing. Uh, but you did enjoy more cocktails in quarantine, I think. I did. And we enjoyed some wine. I didn't drink any, hardly any beer in, in quarantine. You really didn't. I didn't. I and swear. And we, at one point in quarantine, again, I think everyone went through this in quarantine. It's like you make a new resolution during quarantine is we were drinking a lot the first probably March, April. And May, we were like, we got to stop drinking yeah. like this. I didn't. I don't feel like I actually did. I feel like I was pretty tame. We were tame. I was too into fitness, which it brings me to the next one, which was meditate more. 
I did meditate for a long time. You probably don't even realize that, like when I do meditate or don't meditate because I don't do it when you're around. When's the last time you meditated? Uh, I did it the other night. You were going through a – I was very aware of it when we were quarantined together and I was at home more because yes. you were having to – but you're right. I probably don't. I'm not as aware. And I had be, I had be on my phone less, which ebbed and flowed. Yep. I've been I've been anywhere between under an hour and a half during a week – or sorry, during a day – to over five hours per day, so I can't really, I can't really. This is something that up. I need to work on. Then the other two are the other two were like, one of them was plan an international trip, which became impossible, and yeah. then the final one was something. Actually, you know what? This is one of the personal ones. I'm taking it off. Okay. Not talking about that one. Uh, are you making any New Year's resolutions this year? And if so, are you willing to divulge what they are? Yes. Well, I just said, I, if you look at. My Peloton record lately is is abysmal. I think I rode twice in November. And I swore that I would never let that thing become like a clothing rack or something that just Mm -hmm. sits in our apartment. So my goal is to Peloton four times a week. 2021. Okay. I think that's a good goal. I would like to do it probably six days a week. But I'm trying to be pragmatic about it. Yeah. That's understandable. Um. I always like doing a January Whole30. We probably won't this year. I won't, no. Because I don't think I can talk you into it, and it's a lot easier when you and I both do it. Yeah, I'm just not doing it. Um, I don't have any resolutions currently. Uh, I might take some of the ones that I didn't complete last year and add them to my list, but I do plan on making a, a list of between 10 or 12 things. Okay. Because even though I didn't complete a lot of them, I do feel like that list, when I looked back on it, I looked back on it after six months and then after a year. And it made me feel pretty good about myself that I actually did some of those things, which were things that were out of the norm for me. And so I, I, I never really was a big news resolution person, but I think volume shooting and seeing what sticks was actually kind of a good strategy for me. So I think I'm going to try it again this year. Okay. But that means I'm going to have to get really drunk on New Year's Eve and wake up hungover on the first and make the list the same way that I did last year. So does that mean you have to drink a bunch of Glen Morangi? And then I think we also had micheladas that night for some reason. No, we had we had champagne. We had everything. It was yeah. fun. But we did do micheladas in Scotland, correct? Correct. Yes. Yeah, it was which is not the move in Scotland. It was a very weird move for a Scottish New It might have been a good good hangover cure the next morning. That's true. Before we get into our final segment, let's hear from Hawthorne. I've been thinking about making some personal changes lately. I wanted to start by improving my self-care routine. The problem was I had no idea where to start, but then I found Hawthorne. Hawthorne is a premium tailored personal care brand that's making it easy for guys to feel and smell their best. All you have to do is start with their quiz. They ask you things like, what's your favorite drink? How do you like to spend a night out? Do you smoke? Whatever. Just a bunch of questions about your lifestyle. And then each one of the questions tailors your products to your exact preferences without even having to think twice. It was actually kind of fun taking the quiz. It only takes a few minutes from start to finish. And with how extensive their product line is, there's no question that your cart will be filled with staples that you love. The products that are now my go-tos are the hydrating body wash that smells like mint and eucalyptus. Literally use it every day. It smells amazing. Have no qualms. The stain-free deodorant that's aluminum-free, sulfate-free, paraben-free, and silicone-free. And the hydrating shampoo that's also hydrating, refreshing, and invigorating with the same smell as the hydrating body wash. So if you want to upgrade your self-care routine, Hawthorne is a fun and convenient way to get super high-quality products tailored specifically for your needs. Hawthorne even takes the risk out of it by giving you free shipping on your order and returns. And if you don't like your products, they'll even retailer them for you based on your feedback. Do what I did. Take Hawthorne's quiz today and get started on your personalized self-care routine by going to hawthorne.co and use promo code SCARES to get 10% off your first purchase. 
That's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O, promo code SCARIES. Hawthorne.co, promo code SCARIES. You ready to talk New Year fads? Yes. I don't really know how to how to describe this, but I think it's something that we're all way too familiar with that's linked to New Year's resolutions. And that is like people that want to do sober January. They want to start, they, they kind of binge their health vice from January 1st on. Whole30, sober January, ketosis, whatever it may be. Sober January is a super popular one. Yes. Sober Jan- I would say sober January is the most popular one. And then I think Whole30 has somehow found its way to number two. I agree. And part of that is because the Whole30 program in general like has a Whole30 wide, like they get everyone in the community to try to do a January Whole30. Mm-hmm. I love sober January because I love people who do a sober January because it's hilarious to me because I think people will be like, you start out January 1, you're psyched about it. And then, like, come the first weekend, maybe the second weekend, for sure by MLK, you're like, I'm doing sober weeknights only in yeah. January. Yeah. It always changes. Uh, I will say this, and I was going to talk about this before the ad. I what, One of my favorite New Year's traditions is New Year's Day brunch. Because there's something about just being so debaucherous the night before and then getting together with your friends, having a mimosa or michelada or hell, maybe even a margarita, which we have done before, where you're just like, last night was absurd. I'm very hungover today. It, it's absurd to think I'm going to party all night and then I'm going to start some really healthy tradition. Like, you That's know? why – see, th- and this is where my issue with all this kind of – comes to a head very early in the year because people will be like, all right, well, I'm, I'm going to drink on January 1st and then I'm going to start on January 2nd. And unfortunately for me, my birthday is January 2nd, which means that my birthday, since people started, you know, being more responsible, not, I don't want to say being more responsible. Doing sober January. Since people could start drinking and then they started not wanting to drink because they were drinking too much. My birthday has really fallen victim to this. And so I have like a bitterness (laughs) towards everybody. Right. I'm not happy about it. I, I, I don't know that besides doing a whole 30 in January, which I think you and I completed probably a couple of years ago. And to be completely honest, we only did, I think, 28 days out of the 30 because we got talked into going. I think to... we've broken it 28 days twice. Correct. Usually because I think it's because we start on a Monday. And so our last like two days of the whole 30 are usually a Saturday and a Sunday right? And that's... or a Friday and a Saturday or something like that. And so we're all just we're just sitting there. and We're like, oh, my God, like we're so close to the end. Let's I know. just break. I know. Which is very against their whole tenant. But you, if you're doing a Whole30, automatically sobriety is linked into it because you can't have alcohol. Yeah. So you and I did that. And I will have to say it was one of the coldest Januaries we've ever had here. We couldn't do anything outside, which is like in Texas is great because a lot of times in January it can be like 60. You can go like to a park or something. We had nothing to do. Mm-hmm. I mean – I think about that now. We were like just driving random places to like get out and look at it because we were so bored. It it's not fun. Would you recommend that people do these things? I for as someone who's I know you've tried Whole Thirty and Sober January and these things in the past. Do you think you'll ever like try to get off the year on the right foot again like this? I don't think it's conducive to success. I'll put it that way. I think it's putting a lot of pressure on yourself up front. When you really could just do it at any time if you wanted to. You could do a sober 30-day 
any time in the year. You don't have to start it on January 1st or 2nd. And I think people really get on a high horse about it. And I have been one of those people on the high horse. Um, I probably won't. I definitely won't do it this year. So do you want some stats behind this? Yeah. Statistically speaking, only about 4 to 18% of people make good on their New Year's resolutions. That make, that sounds about right. That's a big range. It, like If you told me that 18% of people fulfilled their New Year's resolutions, I would actually be surprised that, that it was that high. Right. 4% seems like a, a more accurate thing. But Strava, the exercise tracking app, uh-huh. they see a major fall off for people the second Friday of January every single year. Uh, that That's when sense. the most significant fallout is when it comes to exercise and things like that. I just I, I love that pe- people can't even make it more than two weekends into the year before they're like, all right, f- fuck this. Well, that's you know, that's what they say about habits. Like you have to have 21 days. So if mm-hmm. you're stopping at 14, you're not going to get there. No, you're not even stopping at 14. Even you're stopping at like 11. Yeah, it's like it's sad. Like it, do- it just doesn't work. And listen, I am not shitting on anybody who's making a New Year's resolution. Like, absolutely go with it. I have been that person and will continue to be that person, I'm sure. As I said, that I think I'm going to Peloton four days a week every week, which I probably won't. But I'm going to try to be optimistic. I just think you don't, you don't, especially in 2021 when we've already spent nine months missing out on stuff. I'm I'm not going to limit myself this year. That's a fair. That's a very fair way of looking at it. So I am going to do my best to be healthy and happy, but my mental health is very important to me. And I think that I'm going to try to make 2021 about doing stuff that is like going to make me happy. Okay. That's fair. That's a, that, I don't know if that's a fad or not, but. I think, I think I'm, I think one thing I'm going to put on my list is I don't think this is a new year's resolution. I'm going to see how long I can go into the new year without drinking one beer. Okay. I, do you think because of pandemic that we're going to see less fitness? I mean, I think we're always going to see a spike in January, but there's going to be less fitness-based, health-based resolutions in January since people have spent a good amount of time doing that? No, because I don't think a lot of people have spent a good amount of time doing that. Okay. See, I, I think, think it's kind I don't of think, I think that I think you're over-assuming how many people have gotten, quote, in shape over well, quarantine. Because I don't, I don't saying, think it's – I think it's – People have more gotten out of shape. But you and I talked about a couple minutes ago how you spend all of December eating like shit, not working out, partying, etc. And I think that people have been – and then you're at rock bottom at New Year's Eve, so you make a resolution to be fit mm-hmm. or healthy. I think people have gone through waves of that in the pandemic where you've – uh, made all the banana bread and cookies that you can and drank beer and wine all the live long day. And then you look at yourself and you're like, okay, I'm going to reel it back. And then you kind of do for maybe a month and then you jump back into it. Cause if you look at our pandemic trend, we were kind of like up and down of, you know, eating healthy, then not eating healthy, then, you know, working out all the time and then recently not working out as much. So I'm interested to see how that affects people in 2021. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to poo-poo anyone's New Year's resolution. I will just say this. Just make it realistic so you actually try it. I think we're going to see a lot of 2021 of like people trying to travel, stuff like that, once we're able to. You're right. So. Part of like part of the reason I, I made drink less beer, more cocktails, well, It's it's that's not like a defined thing. It was just simply I need to drink less beer and drink more cocktails. And I think I did it. Yeah. And I think that was the hardest one that I, I put on myself, unfortunately. 
the the hardest was changing what type like, of alcohol you were drinking. I like beer. Beers are good. <laughs> All right. If you liked what you heard today, make sure to subscribe, review, or tell a friend to need about this podcast. By subscribing, you guarantee that each and every episode gets delivered directly to your phone every Sunday morning. You can also follow along on Twitter at Sunday Scaries and Instagram, which is at Sunday.scaries. Or you can follow me both on Twitter and Instagram at Will DeFreeze. Or you can go follow Sally at Sally DeFreeze. And remember, always trim the wicks on your scented candles. We'll see you next year.